it appears fair to say that Big Ben Clock Tower and Westminster Palace and Westminster Abbey are on the banks of River Thames. That has been like a river Seine in Paris or France, the lifeline of habitation of both metropolises or, or countries for hundreds of years. Though no one really knows the reason for naming of the term Big Ben for the clock, the name relates to the bell of the great clock of Westminster and for and for uh, and of the clock tower as a whole. When the Gothic style tower and clock were completed and installed in 1859, this was hyped as the largest and most accurate four-faced chiming clock in the world. The clock tower is more than 300 feet tall and believed to be designed by the Englishman named Pugil in neo-Gothic style. The clock tower has five bells and the name Big Ben is ascribed to the largest bell that weighs around 13 tons. Since there was a heavy ticket price to be play, paid for access to the top of the clock tower and since there was no lift facility to go to the top of the tower, I did not bother to take by the ticket and to go for the adventure. Four nations of United Kingdom, namely England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales, are represented on the clock tower by appropriate flower symbols. While taking a tour of clock tower, I was amused to see a prison chamber. Hoping perhaps that one of the visitors to the tower can possibly help me with the explanation, I approached a friendly-looking European guy walking next to me and asked him in a casual manner, why a prison cell in a clock tower? The stranger was surprisingly friendly and introduced himself as an Italian named Marcello from Rome and commented with a smile, maybe this prison chamber was used during Second World War to incarcerate Germans and Italians. I'm just joking, Marcello clarified and said English historians record that this chamber was used to imprison critics of critics or enemies of Anglican Church and atheists and some centuries ago. The Palace of Westminster is the meeting place of both houses of British Parliament for hundreds of years and is situated close to the clock tower and has been the seat of power for past 900 years too. Being the headquarters of British kings and royalty for nearly 900 years, this, this sprawling and majestic palace complex is the most notable monument of London Metropolis as a whole and has served as royal residence for an array of British kings of past 900 years too. Westminster Palace has been serving as Houses of Parliament for more than 700 years and is hyped by the best in media and intellectuals as the birthplace of democracy since the meeting of representatives of major English towns 
in this Westminster Palace in the year 1265 or 1265 AD. Westminster Palace is really a vast sprawling complex with an area of 100,000 square meters and with a facade of about 300 meters facing the River Thames and having more than 1,000 rooms spaced out symmetrically around the courtyards. Though Westminster Palace was bombed by Hitler's Nazi Germany many times during Second World War, the palace has been rebuilt to present this stature and glory. While leisurely exploring the pomp, enormous and pompous Westminster Palace, I was forced to think how thousands and thousands of poorly paid Indian slaves would have sweated out to create this magnificent palace, and even how many hundreds or thousands would have sacrificed their lives and how millions and millions of pounds looted from Indian kings and rulers by British dacoits would have been used by British colonizers to build such an expansive and royal palace as symbol of their colonial loot and shame and hyped now and publicized now as their own showpiece to the world. Adjacent to the Westminster Palace is the reputed Westminster Abbey, or Catholic Church, where most of the British kings and queens have been coronated, and incidentally, nearly 39 English kings and queens were coronated in the Westminster Abbey of St. Peter, Peter's Cathedral, attached to the Westminster Palace in typical Anglican church tradition for nearly 900 years. Though visitors are required to buy a heavy-priced entry ticket to explore Westminster Palace and Westminster Abbey, I was able to enter the prayer hall of the St. Peter Cathedral as a devotee, and the guard controlling the entry to the prayer hall and the guard regulating the entry of devotees did not seem to bother to verify the identity of the devotees at all. I too sat in meditation for a few seconds, praying for world peace, and continued my sightseeing mission of the Abbey premises too. There was as a special designated place, an area attached in the Westminster Cathedral where all previous English kings and queens of past 900 years have been laid to rest or buried in specially designed and decorated coffins after death. And I was told that entry to that special area is restricted only to special state dignitaries and royal family members and for prayers for royal family members on All Saints Day every year. While concluding my visit to Clock Tower, Westminster Palace and Westminster Abbey, I realized how deeply religious English psyche still is, and the, as an afterthought and remorse, I felt how many millions and millions of Indians were in an anesthetized state for nearly 300 years till 1947, and how my 
ancestors like gullible and almost moronic human beings allowed the servility and loot of our wealth of trillions of dollars by the British colonizers and dacoits despite having arrived on our soil disguised as traders. Maybe as Swami Vivekananda mentions in his lecture notes, every nation has a mass horoscope like that of every human being and cannot chart out a destiny of one's own or his or her own even if one desires to do so and this applies to the nations too.